Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We are concluding chapter 13 kshetra kshetragna vibhaga yoga differentiation between the filled and its knower the central theme of bhagavad gita is to know that the self is indestructible imperishable permanent the truth and everything other than that which i have associated myself with as myself my world my relationship, my accomplishment are all perishable. They come in time and end in time. As long as I identify there's the world of temporariness, then I go through this world of joys and sorrows. As long as I'm okay with that, there's nothing else I have to do. I just need to continue to enjoy the ride. But if it is not something which I want to go through, then the only method suggested is to identify with that immortal self. Get detached from this world of plurality and identify that the one self which pervades everywhere. That's the theme of Bhagavad Gita. And so far we had been learning the same theme in a various ways to emphasize that that is the truth. And everything else which we do will never get us to that ultimate goal of everyone's life, which is to find that unbroken happiness. So we had been learning how to meditate on that self. We have been learning how to devote ourselves to the self. But the task still remains very daunted, that it's not easy for any one of us to detach our identification with this body, mind, and intellect and attach to that self. So to help us, the chapter gave us a path of logical deductions. To logically convince ourselves that that's the difference between the world which I live in right now, the world I can be identifying with. So therefore we have learned about Kshetra and Kshetra Gna, the field and its knower, Prakriti and Purusha, and also Gnanam and Gnayam. Arjuna asked in the beginning this question saying, I want to know about the six terms which I have come across in your discourse. As we have said, these are already discussed and described by Bhagavan, but now put it in a form which I can use it for my contemplation. When I'm contemplating on who I am, what my real self is, Bhagavan said, these are the tools. The tools to know that there is a difference between the knower of this field and the field itself. So we have defined all this all throughout this chapter. That we have defined first what is the field. We have come to know that this body, the sariram, is the field. 
That body includes all my senses, my mind, my intellect, and also all the modifications of those elements which create the world of my emotions. Hatred, joy, sorrows, all those are also part of the field, the field of activity. And the one who knows this field is something other than the field itself. If I'm aware of my body, I'm something other than my body. I'm aware of my mind, I'm something other than my mind. I'm aware of my intellect, I'm something other than my intellect. Just as I'm aware of my car, I'm not my car. Sister Bhagavan said, know that very clearly. There is no difference between your car and your body. They both are your possessions, you're using them for your convenience. Then he said, what is Gnanam and Gnayam? What is to be known that? Right now, I think I know, but I know about things which are not giving me happiness. Everything that I have known and used to find happiness have failed. Because every time when somebody says, why are you doing this, Neil? The answer is because I want to be happy. Why are you going to college? Because I want to get a degree. Why do you want to get a degree so that I can get a good job? Why do you want a good job? Because I can make more money. So why do you want more money? Because that will make me happy. In the end, it all comes down to that every activity I've done is for getting happiness. And in the bargain, I, all I got is not really very reliable happiness, you know. So as we have discussed many times, our life is a pursuit of happiness. Most of the time, you see, we are pursuing happiness, a little happiness now and then. One of our swamis said it's like an echocardiogram. It's a flat line of pursued happiness and then a little happiness here and there. So now I should now contemplate on this. So Bhagavan said, contemplate on what is to be known. The known is to be the Brahman. That which seems divided among all beings, that which has no qualities, but all the qualities in Prakriti are because of him. That which is the cause for all the experiences, but he is the experiencer. As long as that experience identify with this world of objects, he will become the sufferer and the enjoyer. But if he does not identify with the world of objects, he becomes just a Sakshi Chaitanya. He just becomes a witness. Contemplation on that knowledge, that Brahman remains untainted by any experience. We already learned in chapter 3, that all actions are performed by prakriti. Prakritaihi, kriyamanani, gunaihi, karmani, sarvasaha. All actions are performed by the qualities of the prakriti. But I, in my foolishness, consider that I am the doer. Self remaining completely unattached to any actions is not the doer. So I, the self, is not doing anything, but I, the ego, thinks I am the doer. If I can transcend my ego and identify with the self as a non-doer, then none of the results of my actions are of any value to me. I'll be looking at it just as somebody is going through our experiences. Other people are going through their experiences, joyful, sorrowful. That becomes just a news for us. We watch news every day, CNN, 24 hours. It really doesn't upset us. Because they are news, it's somebody else's experiences. But when they become mine, I lose my equilibrium. 
So therefore, he said, I identify with that self. So that is the gnanam, that the knowledge that I am not this limited being, and to be known is that imperishable Brahma, the gnanam and gnanam. Then we have to look at Prakriti and Purusha, that both are beginningless. Prakriti is there since Purusha is there. Purusha and Prakriti are the two aspects of the same reality. But Prakriti only exists as long as Purusha gets involved in it with his Maya. While he is using his Maya as the Ishwara and projects this world, it becomes Prakriti. In reality, Prakriti is non-existent. When you look at it from Brahman's perspective, it's non-existent. From my perspective as a waker, my dream world is non-existent. So somebody says, so Neil, how about your dream world? Are you making any progress? I say, what are you talking about? It's a non-existent world. It comes into being when I'm, I'm dreaming, and as soon as my dream, I'm going to wake up, the dream is gone. So is the dream world real? The answer is yes, while I'm dreaming. At the time, I'm completely unaware about my waking state. I forget I'm an architect, I forget I have all the problems, mortgage to pay, all that is not there in dream. But everything else in the dream is there. That world is very real at that time. Once I wake up and somebody says, how about your dream world, how about, are you making, no, no, that's unreal. So from the Purusha's perspective, this Prakriti is non-existent. As long as there is a cause, there will be effect. Every effect has a cause. An effect is nothing but the cause in a different form. You remove the cause from the effect, effect goes away. Remove the gold from the gold chain, gold chain goes away. So Bhagavan said the only way to get out of this cause and effect relationship, which is caused by the Prakriti, Prakriti kriyamanani gunehi karmani sarvasaha. Prakriti is the cause for all the actions in this world. You remove the cause, effect will be gone. If you remove the Prakriti, there won't be the kriyamanani. All actions will be gone. Therefore, Bhagavan said, you contemplate on this fact that you, the knower, you, the self, is very different from you, the knower of the field. Knower of the field only exists when I, when I accept the existence of the field. As long as I have a son, I'm a father. As long as I accept the reality that I have a son, I'm a father. But if that son was an imaginary son, and I don't accept the reality, well, then I'm not a father. So Bhagavan said that, know that this Prakriti and Purusha are linked to each other. Both are beginningless. But the basis of this experience is the Purusha. Purusha is the enjoyer. Actions are performed in a prakriti by the gunas, guna, guneshu, vartantaha. Gunas is the senses, and gunas are the sense objects. They come in contact with each other, creates an experience. But iti matva na sajjate. Knowing this, I don't get attached to that experience. We get attached to the experience, and therefore we have 
craving to either repeat it or avoid it. My Starbucks example, unless my sense of taste came in contact with Starbucks coffee, there was no attachment. But once that association takes place, it leaves an impression on my mind, and my mind then decides whether it is good or bad, and then store that experience in my intellect as like a memory bank. Next time I encounter the same situation, mind runs back to the memory bank, let's find out what was it all about. Very good, do it again, or avoid it. So Bhagavan said, as long as you are caught into that, you will be in this coming and going cycle. And how long the cycle is? Infinite. One Brahma's day is thousands of eons. One Brahma's night is thousands of eons. And you will be constantly coming and going, coming and going. You want to get out of that, you have to identify with the self which is not the knower of the field, but is beyond the field and its knower. So we have come to the final concluding verses. Samam pasyanhi sarvatra samavastitam iswaram na hinasyatmanatmanam tatayati paramgati. One who starts saying that that same Lord is everywhere equally and he destroys not the self by the self. Right now, because I have not accepted that fact that that higher self is deciding equally in all, I destroy the existence of the higher self for me by the ignorance of the lower self. But once I understand that Prakriti alone is the cause for all these actions, he sees that the all actions are performed by the gunas in this world, but Atma, the self, is a karta, is not taking any part. Then we come to the last four verses which say, Anaditvat nirgunatvat paramatma ayam avyayaha sarirasthopikanteya na karoti na lipyate. After going through all the logic about what is filled, who is the knower, what is prakriti, what is purusa, what is knowledge, what is to be known, this should be my firm conviction that that self, which is all pervading and also residing in me as myself, is being without beginning. It does not have any beginning. And he's being devoid of all qualities. All the qualities which I see in this world belong to the Prakriti, but not to the Purusa. All the qualities of myself I see in my dream are the qualities of the dreamer Neil and not the waker Neil. Waker Neil has a completely different sets of qualities, which has nothing to do with the dreamer Neil. But while I'm dreaming, I'm completely unaware of the waker. So he said, while I'm still dreaming, if the dream guru comes and says, this is not you, you are something other than you. If I contemplate on it, I'll wake up from my dream. It will shake me up from my dream and say, oh, that's not what. So he said, one who has come to that conclusion in this world, through my mind and intellect, that he will know that that being is without any beginning, and being devoid of qualities, the Supreme Self 
imperishable. Though dwelling in the body, neither acts nor is tainted. All the impressions I have of my experiences remain at my mind level only. At the core of my being, I remain completely unattached to those experiences. So the next verse says, Yatha sarvagatam sokshmyat akasam na upalipyate. To explain to us this, Bhagavan uses two analogies. The first one is about the space. And I use the space analogy all the time. But I think because I'm an architect, I thought about it. But it's already there in Bhagavad Gita. So it happens to me all the time. And sometimes I think about some explanation. I said, that's very clever of me to think about it. And then I watched Swamiji's video and Swamiji has already said that. So there is nothing new really in this world that we can think of. Every idea that I get is actually came from somewhere else. I may not be consciously remembering where I learned that. But it all, always came from somewhere else. Every new thing I think I have created is actually an impression from somewhere else in the past. So Bhagavan said, Yatha sarvagatam sokshmat akasam na upalipyate. That all-pervading space is not tainted because of its subtlety, sokshmat. Because it is subtle, subtle thing cannot be tainted by the gross thing. If I have ketchup on my shirt, white shirt, shirt will get tainted by ketchup. Ketchup doesn't get tainted by my white shirt. It doesn't become pink, you know. Because shirt is grosser, ketchup is subtler then. Subtler thing cannot be tainted. Subtle thing taints the grosser thing, not the other way around. Space being the subtlest among all the five elements, it cannot be tainted by anything. It remains untainted, no matter what happens. Fire, flood, tornadoes, space remains what it is build buildings, demolish buildings. It remains what it is. It is always here in Henrico County, the space where this building is. Before even those settlers came here, and even after we live, things will keep changing. Space remains untainted. So just as this all-pervading space remains untainted by any happening in the space, Sarvatra avastito dehe tatha atma na upalipyate. In the same way, the all-pervading self residing in the body of each being is not tainted by the actions of their body, experiences of that individual, condition of that entity, not tainted at all. Bhagavan. Know that clearly and you have attained that state of wisdom or the knowledge. Next verse says, Yatha prakasayati ekaha krishnam lokam imam ravihi. The same ravi is giving light to the entire world. And now we can argue the sun is just one tiny little star in the billions and billions of that. But our world, the light comes from sun. Any energy you can think of in this world comes from only one source, solar energy. Everything else is derivative of solar energy. So Bhagavan says, this one sun illumines the entire world, entire jagat, my jagat. Kshetram kshetri tatha krishnam prakasyati bharata. That kshetri, the lord of the field, 
the field is created by the kshetri the knower the lord of the field the lord of the field is the self the consciousness my world comes into being when i become aware of it the thing which i am not aware of is it part of my world not at all i don't know what's happening in russia right now it's not part of my world my world is created my awareness of the field that only becomes part of my world which i am aware of so i am the lord of my world i project what my world is all about that kshetri kshetram kshetri tatha krishnam that kshetri is the lord of the entire world it has projected he does not get tainted by the kshetra he projects the world but not gets involved in it so just as the sun doesn't get tainted by what object it is illumining the kshetri doesn't get tainted by what it is projecting just as the space does not get tainted by anything which is happening within the space the self does not get tainted by whatever is happening because of its awareness in the last verse says kshetra kshetragnah yah evam antaram gnana chakshusha so our problem is we can differentiate our world and ourselves we get involved so much whatever happens in our world we get tainted by it all my joys and sorrows are because of happenings in my world something good happens we are very happy something not conducive i become unhappy because i can't differentiate between myself and my world car when i buy the very first day and i'm driving i and my car are one and the same no difference you know go to the grocery store i park as far away as possible so that nobody can scratch it with that grocery cart gradually our attachment becomes less and less and then i don't care let's park closest as possible so with this body we get too attached but when it's really giving you pain you really don't want to have anything to do with it give me that narcotex and i'll completely forget the awareness of it give me that anesthesia if you want to do something with my body give me anesthesia you do then whatever you want to do i'll be fine i'm detaching myself my awareness with my body consciously knowing that is going to go through pain so bhagwan said one who understand this difference between the two that kshetra and kshetra gna are different from each other gnana chakshusha but now it's not that anything has changed in my perspective has changed the way i now see my world has changed my world remaining exactly same because people think that because you have become a gnani your world should change somebody comes in nilkanth even you are teaching bhagavad gita you still have to go through this of course i have to my world is not going to change whether i learned bhagavad gita or i learned something else now how i look at it should change if i learned something out of bhagavad gita bhagavan says so it says one who has learned through the gnana chakshusha with this eye of knowledge bhuta prakriti moksham chaye viduryanti te param now he is liberated from what's happening happening that happening as they were happening before nothing has changed at all in this world outside 
nor it has changed what's happening to me. But because I'm not attached, those happenings are of no consequence to me, and therefore I'm attaining that supreme bliss which I had been looking all my life. That's where we will end the chapter 13. We'll be starting chapter 14. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Hiyo